0: Welcome to the thinnest veil podcast, a place where we talk about spirituality, ceremony, religion, and connection. This is a podcast where we explore storytelling, the big mother's Mary and mother earth, social justice, Jesus, magic, sermonizing, intuition, and so much more. I am your host, Dr. Melissa Bird, a clairvoyant lay preaching Christian witch with a penchant for fast cars and living in infinite potential. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. I was thinking a lot about what I wanted this episode to be about. And I kept thinking over and over again about this big spiritual journey that I've been on since 2017. One of the things that really strikes me about this journey is how beautiful and messy and difficult it started out as. So I did not walk into the idea of religion Or Christianity or or even my magic and my witchcraft very easily. I struggled a lot with it. I wrestled a lot with it. I thought, oh, I cannot possibly be this person. I cannot possibly believe in God and know that I'm loved by God and also be as powerful and magic as I am on this earth. I cannot be these two things. It's impossible. And so I decided to share with you today the very first sermon I ever read at church. When I was asked to start preaching at church, I literally laughed in the face of my friends and my priest and said, you must be joking. I cannot possibly be the person you are seeking to stand at a pulpit in church. I mean, it's one thing for me to go to church and cry in church and experience church but is it, it is entirely another thing for me <laughs> to be standing at a pulpit telling other people an interpretation of the Bible, which, by the way, I still have never read all the way through, and get up there and preach. And I was terrified. I was terrified that if I told my witch friends that I was doing this, that they would abandon me and leave me forever. I was terrified that if I got up there and talked to my church about my beliefs and my interpretations of the Bible and the things that inspired me, that they would think I was a fraud or a phony. And it was really, really just very messy and complicated. And the reason I'm giving you all this introduction before I read you my sermon is that I really want you to know that I stood up in front of that church and ugly cried. I cried while I preached. And it was rough, y'all. And so I wanted to share this with you because it is the story of what happens when a feminist, bisexual woman, witch, stands up at the pulpit in a Christian church. So here we go. Here is the sermon I gave at the Church of the Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in Corvallis, Oregon on June 23rd, 2019. I remember the first time I truly connected with God. I was dying of a broken heart on my kitchen floor. I lay there for three days praying for someone to love me for who I am and for a family of my own. I was battling with the demons of my infertility and I was terrified that I would never be a mother. I have always wanted to give birth, but my body has repeatedly rejected the opportunity at every turn. My turning to God at that exact moment of heartbreak was so shocking of a choice that I am still completely awestruck that He is where I turned. At that moment I was overcome with such a blinding grief that I felt like the demon-possessed man in Luke. I recognize now that that moment in 2010 was not the first moment I have wandered in solitary places seeking sanity among the tombs. I have often been driven, driven by the demon into the wilds of my ego, away from love and the whispers of the Holy Spirit. It is an avoidance and fear about my true calling and purpose here on earth. Like Legion, I have been possessed by the demons of questioning that have kept me from following my true calling from God. How often have you found yourself there, lying in the darkness of a graveyard of your own making, or underneath the bush as Elijah was in first Kings overcome with fear and unable to move forward in your life wishing for a death that would never come as a very young child I went to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints otherwise known as the Mormons there was a song we sang in primary called I am a child of God it went like this I am a child of God and he has sent me here has given me an earthly home with parents kind and dear i am a child of god and so my needs are great help me to understand his words before it grows too late as we heard in galatians So, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As a child, I used to tell stories that were more half-truth than truth. I wanted to be seen and not be invisible. So I would make up stories in the hopes of being loved. I so wanted to be worthy of love. I wanted to be worthy of God's love. But I didn't believe that I was a child of God. Even as a six-year-old, I worried that I would never measure up. As I grew up, I gradually realized that I was not going to be loved by God because I was often told that I was a walking sin. I did all the things a young woman was not supposed to do. As a bisexual woman with a rebellious streak, there was no hope for a girl like me. Each week we confess our sins in church. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. I do not believe that the evil is what we have been taught that it is. I don't believe that it is the sin of the flesh, smoking, drinking, homelessness, sexual orientation, or gender identity. That is low-hanging fruit. Those things are too easy, and they let people who are quick to judge feel pious in their accusations of personal sin. They even allow some Christians to play with the surface tension of Scripture, never really tipping the cup to spill over the edge to wrestle with the difficult questions. Just as Jesus freed the demon-possessed man from the evil that plagued him, so too has he freed me from my demons. I know now that I am indeed worthy of God's love, despite my beliefs that I am not. I am chosen for this work, for this deep dive into the world of divine love. Like Elijah, I am a troublemaker. I am a prophet. I believe in a new brand of advocacy where we humble ourselves to our shortcomings and engage in acts of graceful revolution that bring light to the true reality of people's lives. I believe that if we engage people in their own species, teach them to look at injustice as moments that touch each one of us, if we give them the knowledge of the power structure and the tools to infiltrate its membrane, then change will take place in America. This is the graceful revolution. I am chosen for this work, not despite of who I am, but because of who I am. The evil that enslaves us is in not believing that we are worthy of God's love. The evil that keeps us wandering the tombs naked and vulnerable, lost and out of our wits is so potent that it tells us that because of who we are at our core, we are bad and entirely unlovable. I thought my story ended as a younger, heartbroken woman on the floor of my kitchen. I thought I was unworthy of love and belonging. I thought I was meant to be used and thrown away, to use and throw away others, to be consumed by fear and anger, fighting a system that believes me to be wrong because of who I am, how I was born, and the choices that I have made. And then in my heartbreak, I was given the greatest gift. I was given the gift of love, the gift of a love so precious and true that it was written on a post-it note and left for me to find by, by my beloved. A note that said simply, You are worthy. That love of the flesh has led me to the love of God and to a deep and unyielding love of the Holy Spirit. And so today I implore you, when you are, as Elijah, terrified of death and yet knowing you are doing as the Lord wished because you are his child, laying under that bush and wishing for death, when you are lost in the graveyard of your mind, unable to believe in your worth as God's child when you are desperate to feel that love close your eyes breathe deep through your nose and out of your mouth put your hand on your heart and hear the call of God the Trinity and our beloved Mother Mary know that you are worthy know that you are love know that each and every one of you is a child of God And as you sit at the feet of his son, remember that he loves you no matter what. So that is the first sermon that I ever gave at church. And so as I leave you here today, I just want to remind you that no matter where you are in the world, in your life, No matter what experiences you're having, no matter how you connect to the divine, know that you are divine. And whether you call it God or spirit or creator or source or the universe, know that no matter what, you were put here on this planet at this exact moment of time on purpose, with purpose. The good news is that you are here connecting on purpose with purpose. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And I really hope that no matter what, when you listen to this podcast, you will become inspired and find a little bit of love. Sorry, the song, A Little Bit of Love for You, just came into my head. Apparently, it's a singing day. Thanks for listening, y'all. I hope you have a super great week, and I'll catch you again soon. Take care. Bye. this episode as much as I did. Please share it with your best friend on the planet. If you are loving this podcast and want to connect more, head on over to my website at www.drmelissabird.com and sign up for my free workshop, The Five Tributaries of Perfection, The Lies We Tell Ourselves. Don't forget to add me at birdgirl1001 on all the socials for daily doses of love, magic, and inspiration. And I'll see you soon.